0: Two, three, go. Welcome to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. I'm Larry Monkey, and I am here with Mister Justin
1: Rogers at Run DFF. What's up, my man? What's going on, Larry? I see what you're wearing over there. I see what you're wearing. It's a little tribute to our guest here. For those of you that can't see because this is obviously a podcast, Larry's got himself a Cortland Sutton Broncos jersey. Wearing a Broncos jersey with jet stuff all over the wall, it was super confusing to me. I I don't understand, but I think I know why. Oh, you do. I'll give you one guess. We might have the OG Cortland Sutton truther right here with us tonight. That is right. Planted his flag, flag waving high in the sky, the wind's blowing strong, I like it. Nick Whalen, welcome to the show. (laughs)
2: Thanks guys. Yeah, it was, uh, we were talking off air and I was saying why I was a Sutton truther. You're like, we got to record this. So yeah, Sutton, it's been a cool ride. I mean, I hope he he bounces back from the ACL. I saw him running the action on Instagram, but I also have a SMU hat just in tribute of Sutton and people are like, why are you like SMU? And I'm like, it's a Cortland Sutton thing. You wouldn't get it. You know, (laughs) I annoyed him enough early on where he follows me on both of his Twitter accounts, which is really cool. I've actually Talked to him a couple of times, and he's super respectful, so it's uh, makes it easier to root for a guy like that.
0: Now, were you like peeking in his dorm room when he was in college, or how did you even find this guy? You're a film guy; you you like to scout players and stuff. When did you lock eyes with Sutton?
2: Man, so this would have been so he's he redshirted. So this is after his redshirt freshman season, and this is in regards to my dev report. So Debbie uh, report, you know, just a deep dive of college prospects, and I to get an idea of guys, I watch highlight tapes, and then I dive in if they're like. they have anything and i watched that and i was like oh my gosh who is this kid because he moves in a way that you shouldn't be able to move for a player his size and then intrigued me and then i watched the route running in the hands from there and then the love affair just went from there
0: is there a courtland sutton
2: in this class in your eyes i mean the guys i like a ton in this class are the guys that some people are really high on like I really like Rashad Bateman. I think his game is mm-hmm. just so complete, and he's just like a little mini Michael Thomas. And that's that's just a, a guy I want I want a piece of. But if if I got to tell you a guy that I'm probably higher on than most, it'd be Tylan Wallace from Oklahoma State. And I know some people they they doubt him a little bit because of the knee, but he came back from that and he did well. But he's just a player I think that's a little underrated right now. And also the scheme. They're like, oh well, he went to Oklahoma State like. Guys, where they went to school doesn't matter. They're different prospects. They're always different people. You know, who was East Carolina's running back before Chris Johnson? It doesn't matter. You know, evaluate the prospect. And and Wallace, he can high point. He's got good athleticism. He's tough. He runs really good routes. He's a hands catcher. I mean, he does a lot of things that you like. Is he going to be a superstar? Probably not. But is he a guy that's going to increase in value? I think as soon as he gets to the NFL, I do.
1: You know, you bring up the whole evaluate the prospect, not the school thing. That is one of my biggest pet peeves. And the biggest, like people will immediately point to it with quarterbacks, you know? Oh, well, you know, USC quarterbacks never succeed or Ohio state quarterbacks never succeed or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's like guys, There's only like literally a handful of schools that have ever cranked out more than one. Like, you know, a couple is huge. Oklahoma puts out two. You're like, oh my gosh, you know. I mean,
2: come on. And and it's bias. I mean, you watch it right now. I mean, a lot of people love Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma, but it's because that Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray have hit. And I think he's a bit overrated right now. And I and I think, you know, when the Jets go number two with Zach Wilson, if we're gonna talk about that they're going to talk him down because he plays for the Jets. It's a whole new coach. It's going to right. be a whole new team. That bias, that's where you get hidden value in fantasies, is those biases that people have.
1: Yeah. If I liked Zach Wilson, that would be uh, uh, a <laughs> I love Zach Wilson. The
0: Gridiron Scholar, uh, right after the Super Bowl, uh, we had him on as a guest, and he got the train rolling for me. So that's when I started to really dig into him too and I'm just so shell-shocked after the Sam Darnold after what the Jets did to him and so I'm just kind of laying low I'm gonna wait for the pick to be made tear down my Sam Darnold fathead then I'm team Zach Wilson Mm -hmm. I'm gonna wait till then you need everything else needs to be perfect on the team for the quarterback to come in and and be successful you got to put him in a position to be successful
1: I think Zach Wilson can be a fine NFL quarterback I just I'm not high on him for fantasy purposes okay he's never gonna he's never gonna run that's just not in his game. He moves in the pocket. He doesn't run well.
2: He's more athletic than I, I thought he was, for sure.
1: Well,
0: talk about someone that doesn't run well or hasn't ran, or maybe he's running from the cops right now. Darius Geis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, this is like the the least smooth transition That's that we've ever way, had. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so bring it bring it full circle here, Larry. <laughs> so so Nick
0: Whalen is famously known when everybody was all about Darius Geis as the one-two. And Nick Whalen was not the one-two geis guy. And everyone really? shit all over you because of this, right? Like you mm-hmm. got some serious shit. for Darius Geis. Uh And then you're laying out all these great reasons to back up your evaluation. And they all make sense. And they all basically came to fruition too. Um, Even right down to the character concerns, which no one really brought up until the draft day. The problem is people want to be right.
2: They don't want to be correct. And for me, like I didn't like some things about Geis on film. But then after the draft happened and after Barkley and Michelle and Penny and Chubb and Rojo and Carrion Johnson all went ahead of him. Six running backs. He slid to number 60 or 59, whatever he got picked. And he was still the consensus 102. And I'm like, NFL teams, which it's their job. Like they're like they're gonna get fired if they mess up on these picks. If it's their job and this is the seventh best running back that they have, but he's the consensus second for you guys, there's a big disconnect. But nobody wanted to believe it because they wanted to be right. Like, I just loved what I saw in this. Highlight YouTube tape NFL teams. They just told you, and here we are. And but that now, like, but there were no character concerns before. There were there were mm. warnings on this, and everyone
1: ignored it. Mm. You know, the pre-draft take lot is real in the fantasy community. It just is what it is. Guys like Kelvin Harmon and Hakeem Butler, and but guys that dropped in the draft because the NFL was telling you, hey, we don't like these guys as much as you do, and people are still taking them late second, early third. You know, at worst, you know there were some places where you saw Kelvin Harmon still go in the first round in rookie drafts. I mean, it was crazy. We're smarter than the NFL, and and not to mention, we think that they're going to give him a chance, even if they did draft him in the sixth round. It just mm. didn't make any sense.
0: Who do you think is that? Kind of bust player that's g- that's coming out that everyone's high on right now. That
1: who's the player that we're all high on that's going to drop in the NFL draft? These are things that are going to help us in rookie drafts where people are still locked in on taking so and so, and they're going to drop anyway. To me, a-, a guy
2: I think that is going to drop, because I have actually a little bit more information on it, is Terrace Marshall. So he's the guy that mm-hmm. I thought was a little underrated. Um, he was my wide receiver five coming into the season, and he did okay last year at LSU. He timed out at four three eight. All of a sudden, he's Blowing up the charts for everybody, and I'm like, guys, he doesn't run a fourth read on the film or on the field at all. But I just saw a blurb on this. Um, apparently, he's got some medical concerns, yeah, yeah. So, to me, that's a guy I think that could drop like a rock. I already thought he was underrated, but then I thought, okay, now he's going way over it because of a 40 time at a pro day, but now he's going to fall down. So, that's a guy that I mean, if he's late second in a rookie draft because he falls to the fourth or fifth round. It's going to be medical reasons.
1: Mm-hmm. I really want him to go to get that draft capital because it just means it's another early to mid second round option in rookie drafts mm-hmm. because it doesn't look like we have that much depth this year. You know, the, the top is still strong. You know, all mm-hmm. these quarterbacks are going to push some talent back. But at the same time, it thins out pretty quickly. You know, Really quick.
0: do you guys think a sixth quarterback will sneak into the first round?
2: I hope not. I mean, I have this whole other theory that NFL teams are just doing quarterback wrong in the NFL. It it drives me nuts because there can be a negative ROI on quarterbacks, the Jets, the second pick in Darnold, and you don't surround him. What happens when you Mm -hmm. spend so much money on Joe Flacco after he wins the Super Bowl? even Russell Wilson, et cetera. I I did this study. I mean, uh, Carson Wentz, I mean, all these guys, after they got paid the big, big money, their playoff win percentage went down, the regular season win percentage went down because the rest of the team isn't there. But then you watch some teams where the team's good, like San Francisco with Kaepernick and with Jimmy G. I mean, we've seen this time. And again, even Ryan Tannehill looked like he's a really good quarterback. Now watch without his offensive coordinator. And now he got paid big bucks. Watch the team deteriorate and see if he can hold up. I don't think he will. And, I think that NFL teams need to build up the team more and get quarterbacks on rookie contracts. And that's how they'll want, not by reaching for a quarterback.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know if I agree because over the last, what, 20 years or so, there's only been a handful of teams that have won with deal with quarterbacks on rookie deals. If you go back, it's Roethlisberger way back in the day. It was the Eagles with Wentz and then Foles as a backup. The Rams got there with golf before he got his big deal, but it's Patrick Mahomes, obviously, before he mm-hmm. signed it. But I mean, otherwise, it's been old quarterbacks well, or Brady. veteran quarterbacks, etc. Yeah, Brady. Yeah, Brady's Brady's off the down, on yeah man. Eli, a couple times.
2: Aaron Rodgers, he won on a, a cheap second deal. That was, it was like 17 in the NFL. And then when he got paid, paid, they haven't gotten back. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the best. Russell Wilson's numbers have went down to the point of it is, is like, even if you do pay them, there's a ceiling when, when that percentage of your cap goes to that quarterback, when the rest of the team gets so bad, look at Mahomes; he needed offensive line, right? It it can't just be him, but people don't talk about the rest of it. They're just like, Oh, it's bad luck or or whatever. You know, that's
1: when drafting becomes a bigger Mm -hmm. issue for teams is when teams draft. Well, they don't have to worry so much about the quarterback contract because they're getting cheap rookie deals on other players that are effective
2: but that's where green bay got it wrong because because you're right but when when you put another first round pick, draft capital in a quarterback right you mess yep. up the whole structure of it if they would have went wide receiver last year or tackle or linebacker or corner then you wouldn't have had to resign kevin king they just mess any up the whole flow up. of it
1: yeah any position you need because then they go they go running back in the second round so okay. now you got two positions that well love didn't see the field and A.J. Dillon only saw the field for, you know, a handful every once in a while. I mean, everybody knows, or everybody was criticizing the Packers for what they did last year. And then they go tight end in third, and it's like, oh, what are y'all doing? Yep. You know, train wreck. Like, yep. a complete disaster. Mm-hmm. So.
0: You know, the Jets do have a big decision with the second overall pick. There was another team that had a, a big decision. Well, actually, they had a, the third overall pick. They traded up a few years back. Nick, tell me what goes through your mind when you hear this. Nick.
1: 17
0: NFL draft. Oh gosh! The Chicago Bears select Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: so dirty, Larry. That's so fucking dirty. <laughs> <laughs> this is not how you treat guests, you asshole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, what was going through your mind? Y- you know what? And
2: and again, I mean, I'm I'm not always correct either. I, Trubisky was my top quarterback that year. You were stoked. I was happy. Um, the the trading up was weird, but then people. Forget about this. There were rumors of Cleveland moving up too, right. and then after Trubisky got picked, there were no more. But again, we want to stay with whatever narrative we want, and it's crapping on Chicago. So I, I liked a couple of the games I saw from Trubisky, but he just never developed from that. When you watch Nick Foles fail terribly, when you watch Trubisky fail terribly, I think it's nacky. I think yeah. it's the offensive scheme.
1: Yeah, to me, Mitchell Trubisky is or was what Daniel Jones is. You know, a guy who can put together a game here and there. And just look like he's ridiculous. But then on a game-to-game basis every week, it's just not there. He doesn't have that ability. He's athletic enough, which is what Daniel Jones is. But it's not like he can take over a game with his athleticism. And he doesn't process the field. You know? mm-hmm. I, I don't know.
2: But that's what I like about
1: Zach Wilson. Zach
2: Wilson's a good processor. I think he takes more chances. But he reminds me, um, my comp for him actually is a less athletic Russell Wilson because he's a little bit of a, a creative guy back there, always active in the pocket, different arm angles. He sees the field really well. Um, he's kind of an exciting guy to watch. I didn't think I was going to like him as much as I did. But from a fantasy lens, I agree with you. I mean, he's not as big of a ceiling because we know, just like with running backs, your running back has to catch 50-plus receptions to be a yeah. top running back. Your quarterback has to be able to run. And he can run, but he's not going to run for the 500 plus yards that you need to to bank in more fantasy points.
1: He, to me, he feels a little bit like Tony Romo. That's just that's the kind of where he can extend plays, but he's not going to be taking off ten times a game and making plays downfield with his legs. One of Um, the more underrated quarterbacks. Oh, absolutely. Era. Yeah, yeah. The, The Cowboys fans that hated Tony Romo just don't get it. That's, that was my
2: problem. Like, it was good. Phil Rivers just retired, and he—I can't remember how many times he did this. But Chicago has never had a four thousand yard passer, and I think Phil, Phil Rivers did
1: it like eight or ten times. Like right. it's like something like, every year. For it's like
2: you guys don't know what you have.
1: Where you get difference makers is at the top of the draft. That doesn't change in the NFL. It's obviously a little bit more exaggerated in dynasty where you're getting a Trevor Lawrence at 101 you know versus at 105 you're picking you know Najee Harris or Jamar Chase or whatever but at the same time like the the NFL is one of those where if you don't get especially now like it's getting worse it's becoming the the what the NFL is doing mirrors what dynasty is doing. Nick have you done any startups this year? I have not. Okay. Have you looked at any startup ADP? No i curious it's now. Like 10, 11 quarterbacks in the first round right now. That's legit. That is actually happening live. When Larry and I do the Dynasty Hot Sauce Listener League, shout out to the Listener League. We'll be talking about that later. That will be my fifth startup this offseason. And one of them was auctioned. The other three, at least nine quarterbacks in the first round. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. And so now look at the NFL. The First three picks are going to be quarterback, probably five in the top 10. You know, at least five in the top, 12 or 14. It's just, it's it's a different world now than it was three, four, five years ago. Obviously, that is affected a little bit by quarterback talent, both on the dynasty side and on the real football side. Where we have this elite tier of quarterbacks with youth and high upside.
0: Back to the Bears, we got seven wins in Vegas as the over/under. Where are you at right now, there? With Andy Dalton as the quarterback, do you think he can lead that team to more than seven wins?
2: You know what's interesting is people people will hear that they'll be like seven wins, they'll be like, oh, under for sure. The Bears suck, but then they don't realize that the Bears haven't had seven or less wins since. Before Matt Nagy took over. It was John Fox was that <laughs> coach. So it, nice. it's been it's been eight and eight, eight and eight, and then twelve and four. You know, even the epic collapse of last year. I'm gonna say under for uh, a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. One is the defense isn't what it was uh, at all. Kyle Fuller is gone, which is so yep. sad. They had to do that move and they kept Jimmy Graham. Um <laughs>
1: that <laughs> Hakeem, was hard to say,
2: wasn't it? Akeem Hicks is I love Akeem Hicks, but he's Falling apart. He's getting yeah. injured a lot. Can't stay. Um Khalil Mack is not he's not the same guy. He's just not. He, he right now he's a name. And you are like, oh but he's I mean,
1: a JJ Watt is what he is. There you go. Yep. I mean uh, the name value is far more than the impact on the field.
2: Same with Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson's young, but Eddie Jackson has not been the same guy since that year they were twelve and four. And he got all the money. Now, I, I like what I saw out of Roquan Smith. Last year he was boy. amazing. Johnson looked good on the outside at corner before he got hurt, but now we have Desmond Trufant as our other corner. He gets hurt a lot. We'll <laughs> that works out. There they brought in Marquise Goodwin to help out. I guess right, wide yeah. receiver. I mean, he, so that's one thing. It's just the, the team's just worse. I, Dalton is an upgrade. He is. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, he's, he's,
0: I feel like he stabilizes the quarterback position. Yeah,
2: at, he's at least an upgrade. Throws can process. He's had multiple four thousand yard seasons. He's been to the playoffs multiple times. People forget that. I mean, the Bengals, the, the, as bad as the Bengals, you know, were or people think they are, they all of them the playoffs for how many years in a row? There. Yeah, the, um, the
1: only problem was he got hurt right before the playoffs. A couple of times. <laughs> know, he didn't play he's like, There's I so got to the, one you one the one. playoffs. You guys take over from here. I'm, I'm banged up.
2: Dude, just like Carson once. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but here's why it's going to be under this
1: schedule they play Ooh. nfc west Ooh, yikes afc north yeah that's tough that's tough because then, both of those are i mean we we know the afc west or the nfc west is strong i mean they mm-hmm. that's probably the strongest division in football at least was last year mm-hmm. and then the afc north with the bengals another year with burrow and obviously you know, the Ravens and Steelers are strong and the Browns were a playoff team. So that's, who that's rough.
0: So do you think they target any skill position players in the first couple of rounds? So
2: I've, I've got this addiction lately. I got to share you guys about this. So um, it, it, it's football related. Um, that's, that's good. If, 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 you, if you Google something called PFF mock draft simulator, <laughs> you can pick your team that's and you question. can pick guys and trade and man, I, I keep fishing for ways to make Chicago make all the needs work and I can't do it. I can't. I mean, they need, in my opinion, they need two offensive tackles, not this year, but they need two in the next two years. So, I mean, in my mind, I'm like, you hey, just get two now. Um, obviously we knew we need a quarterback, but to me, I don't want to trade three first for the fourth best quarterback in this class. Like what? Like that? Mm. that's stupid to me.
1: No, come on now. I'm a Falcons fan. Please do it. <laughs> Please fucking do it. Someone trade into this spot because if the Falcons take Kyle Pitts or some other shit, I'm going to be mad. If they take Mac Jones, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. All you people out there hazing me about Mac Jones. Y'all already know what's going to happen on Thursday during our live show if Mac Jones gets taken four overall by the Falcons. But no, seriously, they need to trade back and, and acquire assets. They're in a similar situation to the Bears. They need pieces. They need lots of pieces. Mm-hmm. So don't say that. Come on, Nick. Give three first. Let's move on <laughs> up. You guys can get your guy. You can have Trey Lance or you know, whoever's left over. I
2: mean, I mean, why don't we give you like Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack? And, don't give me you your know,
1: banged up, 20. you know, washed up players. Come on now. <laughs> I don't want I mean, to call – I don't want to call – Khalil Mack washed up yet
2: so I mean I mean overall I mean they need a tackle bad they need a corner bad I'm obviously no quarterback but I don't think they can address it my my dream scenario would be Chicago to build around the quarterback and then address quarterback next year you know what I mean yeah if they went Rashad Bateman and then they went tackle or they could go double receiver and then let Allen Robinson go that's fine with me or they get a corner but that's how they should do this because the draft is deep at tackle. It's deep at corner. So second, third round, they could go there potentially. So um, they are in the market to potentially go high, wide receiver at some point. But I just really want them to trade down. I, 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 if they trade down once or twice and get just a bunch of – they have so many holes in that team. And, you know, even if you stuck Justin Fields on that team, then what? We're in cap right. issues next year. <laughs> yeah. Alan Robinson's Good. a free agent again.
1: I mean, all I know is you're making Darnell Mooney owners just like squirm right now, talking about right. drafting another uh, wide receiver. So let me, let me
2: talk about Darnell Mooney for a second. I like <laughs> Darnell Mooney, I liked him in coming into the draft last year out of time, sure. but people will see highlights and like, oh, look, Foles and Trubisky missed him. Darnell Mooney ran the wrong routes. That's the issue. And so sure. people need to realize that he is fast. I think he is very tough for his size, um, and he can high point if he wants to, but he ran the wrong routes. Now, <laughs> I think there's one sluggo, we'll call it, that he was open that Foles didn't get to him, that he beat Jalen Ramsey, but he's got a little ways to go. Now, I mean, I don't know. If they took a receiver round one, I don't think it kills Mooney because Allen Robinson's gone, in my opinion, after next year, and Anthony Miller might get traded.
1: You don't think they can they can or will ink A-Rob to a deal? Why? For what? No, I, I get it. I mean, I think I think wide receiver is the most overrated position on the field for for an NFL team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's so many options.
0: Um, yeah, coming from someone that has Julio and Calvin Ridley, come on on your Hey, case, hey, hey. How, uh, yeah. how about somebody like me? <laughs> well, look, I think I want all the receivers I can get my hands on. No, uh, I get it. I
1: get it. That's true. I, I I am spoiled in Atlanta because it's gone Roddy White to Julio to Calvin Ridley so I, I'm completely spoiled I get that but at the same time look at who's winning and what their wide receiver options are yeah. you know I mean granted the last couple of years it's been Bucks and, and Chiefs but before that it's guys you didn't see anybody with a wide receiver one contract they might have had a wide receiver one they didn't have a wide receiver one contract on their team mm-hmm. winning Super Bowls so, uh, so are,
2: you, are you telling me that maybe the Falcons go Jamar Chase at four is that what you're saying
1: why are I'll you doing close. this why are you doing this? <laughs> okay, what's
0: the point? We never even, we the ne- we've never even talked about wide receiver to the Falcons at four. That's, That's a great it's not happening. Okay. <laughs> but, Let's enter that into here's the,
1: the here's uh, the issue: you can't throw after you've been sacked. Problem. You cannot throw the ball yeah. after you've been sacked. So what the hell is the point of getting another damn receiving option?
0: That's true. <laughs>
1: Zoom. And Kyle Pitts ain't going to be an extra blocker in there, so. But I, guys, I really believe that that's a that's a legit option and something that could happen. I'm not going to lose my mind. That's not true, but but I am going to be disappointed if they go that route yeah. instead of trading out, because I think there are people that would want to trade into that spot.
2: Yep. And and honestly, I mean, and he's he's a great
1: prospect. He's not perfect, yep.
2: and people think he is.
1: He's a very athletic move tight end, but I just don't know that he's going to affect the NFL game the same way that people think he will. I can't wait for him in in fantasy, like fantasy-wise, but he's Evan Ingram plus to me. How can social media has been blowing up? Kyle Pitts this, Kyle Pitts that, Kyle Kyle Pitts that. Could we get a new tight end? It's like, man, oh man. I'm of the belief that where there's smoke, there's fire. So I think there could be something to this. At least it's not Mac Jones. To me, I
2: mean, you want to talk about a fantasy though. I mean, he has to be Kittle- Kelsey Waller oh, yeah. to be worth a top five rookie pick. And that's just a risk I don't want to take on. If if he is Ingram or Ebron or we'll Jared Cook or Hawkinson or Fant, it's not worth the pick. No. And and people like and this is the time of year every every shade of glasses you put on is rosy. Every prospect's <laughs> gonna hit. Everyone's a genius. And to me, just play the odds. If it's at five and you took Devonte Devonta Smith over.
1: Stop it. Pits. <laughs> Come on. Do not take the, the walking toothpick. Oh, uh, I another, can't wait for next name. week. Come on, <laughs> Another name. Don't say Devonta Smith. Don't do it.
2: Oh my God. He's amazing. What are you talking about? He's my wide receiver one.
1: Justin just wants to trade the pick. He wants assets. He wants to build that offensive I'm line. Thicker, I'm thicker than Devonta Smith and I run marathons. That's a problem.
2: Hey, <laughs> hey he put up. An equally as good a season as Jamar Chase, and people no, talk I can't
1: deny that. that. But uh, you know, we, we all know college stats don't mean much when it comes to yeah, the NFL. Cool. What's,
2: what's your PR for the marathon? Three hundred
1: two. No, it's three hundred two fifty six. So I'll
0: just say three hundred three. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, No man, it's three hundred two. Three hundred two. No, it's that's not. A, it's not, a, What like six fifty eight?
1: Six fifty nine. Yeah, yep. right there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how about this? So speaking of running, how do you feel about uh, Ronald Jones? And what he's done throughout early in his career now, entering yeah. his age 24 season. Yeah.
2: L- l- let me say this. I um I am so proud of Ronald Jones because everyone and their mom and their mom's cousin hated him, and he's a bust after his rookie year, yeah. after he had yeah. 24 carries. And I'm like, how do we even know that he's not good at football? I mean, people are just he bounced back from there. Now he's a different player. I mean, I was scouting him when he's recruited out of high school. He was really skinny and he was way more quick then but the last two years he's been super efficient catching and running he's more efficient than leonard fournette last year but tampa brought everybody back so to me right. i don't think the fantasy numbers are going to be there but maybe you chase him during the year when people aren't thinking about it and then he will be a free agent after the year and it'd be 25 you could get a cheap starter that way because he can catch he can run he, he showed it i don't think he's going to be a star But at running back, you just need volume. So if you get him and you can land in the spot. I mean, even Todd Gurley was useful last year.
1: The first eight games. See, uh, this is what I did last year. And I say it again. I bought Rojo last year on the cheap from Larry. And then sold him for a massive profit midseason. We all know Leonard Fournette has health issues. The rest of the running backs there don't matter. I don't care about Gio Bernard or whoever else. So at some point, I feel like he's going to end up being the starter. And if you've got a league that has players that need running back, you can always turn a profit. And I think right now you might be able to get him for a third again, oh, and it, maybe if you can get him for an you know maybe an early third. So are we buying I think so. Rojo? with all the bad news? I, I can't imagine what, that his value is very high right now.
0: So when you think of Nick Whalen, you think of Ronald Jones, Cortland Sutton, and there's one other guy that you think of when you think of Nick Whalen, and that guy is Corey Davis. Corey Davis on the New York Jets might be catching passes from Zach Wilson. I don't know. How do you feel about this, Nick? First of all, Corey Davis came out. Everyone shit on you again for Corey Davis. And they shit on you for Rojo. And they shit on you for Sutton. What's it like getting shit on all the time for your takes? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and when these guys start to flash, how do you hold it in? I know every now and again, you'll throw up, you'll, you'll throw an old tweet out and you'll just be like, I'll just leave this right here. Like you're very, very subtle with your "I told you so"s, but yeah, man, these are three guys that that have kind of shown their stuff. I mean, where are you with Corey Davis now? Are you you happy where he's at with on the Jets?
2: I'll throw one more if I can to home. be uh, Josh Allen, which everyone Ooh. crapped on, and I was a truther. You know how you like me now? Um, <laughs> and and I've, I've been oh, wrong too. Uh, the, the the reason why I don't tweet anything out about it is because people don't want to say they're wrong anyway and so I'll just this the same arguments but to me it's it's about process you gotta learn about it like i was really down on Antonio gibson last year because of lack of volume in college you know and acres is my rb5 but apparently i was wrong because there weren't a bunch of good running backs last year like i don't know um, but I, I'm wrong. I think, I think that's part of it is you need to go back and see why you're wrong and how you can be better with the next rookie class. I mean, we're always evolving and learning. So that's, that's kind of how it goes. But with Corey Davis, I'm really excited. Honestly, I mean, he had the most uncatchable deep ball targets early on in his career from Mariota. People forget about that. Apparently he's been okay. effective. I mean, he's been banged up a little bit, but he's been effective when he's been there, even with AJ Brown the last two years. And now what's holding him back? I'm not scared of Jameson Crowder. Jameson Crowder is a compiler. And now there's guys that are there that compile that are way better than him. I do really like Down the uh, Mims, though. That's the issue. But Chris Herndon's not eating a bunch. Is there a running back there that's catching the ball and, and eating a bunch? No. So not that right. means that there's that means there's going to be enough targets for the receiver. So I think he's a buy for sure. And plus, I like Zach Wilson. So I think if you have Zach Wilson there, you got Mims and you got Davis, and Crowder can you know, catch third down passes and convert the chains. That's not a bad little get up right
1: there. I think if Mims takes that next step, this is going to be a fine wide receiver group, but it's going to be sufficient for a rookie quarterback.
0: We see that I have my Cortland Sutton jersey that when Nick first joined us, I own this jersey because of Nick Whalen. He's the Cortland Sutton guy. I first got on Twitter. He was one of the first guys, and I should have said this to open the show. You were one of the first guys when I first got into Dynasty Twitter. You were, you were one of the first guys I followed, and one of the first people that kind of like responded to something of mine that was very meaningful to me. So I was paid attention to Nick Whalen and and
1: Nick. While you were creeping around in Cortland Sutton's dorm, Larry was staring in your window at the house. <laughs> That's how <laughs> I know. That's how I know he was staring. He's got really at him. weird <laughs> hair. <laughs>
0: stalking Nick while he was stalking. Larry, yeah, so. Larry had a ladder
1: to get to the second floor so he
2: could look inside. <laughs> I live on a second floor. How did you know?
1: <laughs> Larry told me. Yes. Yes. But yeah,
0: man. Uh I'm a big Nick Whalen fan. And yeah, he has turned me out. He's the reason why I own a lot of Coron Sun and a lot of Rojo and a lot of Corey Davis.
1: I just wish you had finished that statement. I'm a big Nick, a big Nick Whalen fan, and he turns me on. The rest <laughs> of it, like I could have just cut that, and it perfect. Like. Oh, <laughs> so if I'm That's buying a Nick
0: right Whalen, right. If, I'm, if I'm buying a Nick Whalen jersey, what's your what's your number?
1: Yeah,
2: exactly. Well, are they going to change their numbers? That's the other thing too. Oh, this- is
0: that happening now? I, I know that the NFL just passed uh, a new rule where you can like wear single digits for mm-hmm. certain positions that they didn't normally allow you to. Literally, there's a, a number change in the
1: NFL. Yeah, they approved it today. Yeah, I missed that. Crap, I've been working. Okay, so yeah. everyone out there, make sure you check up on that because the, the, your favorite players may be wearing weird ass numbers now. Buying mm-hmm. new
0: jerseys for your favorite players. So speaking of buying jerseys, I have a a site in China that I can get jerseys for under 25 bucks. They're very good quality and I like football jerseys. <laughs> Should I get a, a Corey Davis jersey or Denzel Mims jersey?
2: I mean, you already know and I'm a fan of both, but you got to get the Corey Davis jersey. I mean, there's there's like people's names, even students cuz I'm a, I'm a counselor and it will be like Corey and it would be like something, you know, like D or it would be like Cody Davis. And I just think of Corey Davis. It's just like it's it's in there. Like it's it's a sickness. So It's got to be Corey Davis.
1: Here I was. I was going to say it's got to be Denzel Mims because Larry likes the young boys. So Corey Davis has aged out of his age bracket.
0: You know what we should do, Justin? Ready? Yeah. You know what that sound means? Oh,
1: well, I believe it's time for a value check.
0: It's the Deshaun Watson value check. Let's get excited. Do you want to know what Deshaun Watson's going for right now in a 12-team super flex?
1: I would love to know, actually. Oh, well, this is what we do here every week. Nick, are you buying or selling on Watson right now? I think I would buy because I think the price is so
2: low.
1: Right. Okay. I think you're right. Let's hear what this week's value check says.
0: So this is what we do. We log into our DLF trade finder, uh, Dynasty League football trade finder. We punch into the parameters. Deshaun Watson, the month of April... 12 teams, two quarterbacks, super flex, and who do you got? Deshaun Watson or Tom Brady and the 210? Oh god. Woo-hoo. Yes, okay. Who do you got here? This is a straight up one, Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson?
1: I've seen more and more talk of Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson. Yep. I guess if you're a, if you're truly a win now team, Rodgers is fine.
0: This is the first week that we're, where there really wasn't any major news, I guess. There wasn't any Watson or the 110 2-4, and 211. Wow. So you can get Mac Jones there, probably. Maybe. <laughs>
2: maybe can i share a league that i traded him and see what you guys think yeah yeah so i was now i was blessed in this league i had this is one where i don't i mean if people hear this and they figure it out they do but um i play under an alias sometimes because i don't want people to know like
0: nice. <laughs> who i like the nick whalen burner
1: yeah fantasy There's, player we yeah. have our mark twain on the show here it's out there it's out there yeah. but anyways
2: i have to maybe save myself i have two other significantly really good quarterbacks, but I also had Watson. So I traded Watson and Gesicki and got back Michael Thomas and George Kittle. Oh, I think you killed
1: that trade. That's a good trade, I thought. Is is there a premium on tight end in that one? No, it's not. Okay, well, I don't think the value is bad there at all. Yeah. Michael Thomas is clearly Kittle is, to me, he's my tight end one.
2: Oh, wow, not Kelsey, huh?
1: And I, I put a thread on... Twitter maybe a month and a half ago. Kelsey's at that wall. Yeah. You know, if you look at historical database of Tony Gonzalez and even Jason Witten and Gates, the, the 31, 32-year-old, the decline begins. Where he could have another 84, 950, and seven and be very good this year, but he's not going to be tight in one next year. I think he could be the tight end one on the season, but his value is not going to be tight in one. Yeah.
2: Oh, so, he's been up a ridiculous stats, like 1,300 yards. Stupid like stupid
1: good. Yeah. But, I mean, so did Tony Gonzalez. And then yeah. right up until then, and then he went to tight end five, tight end seven, tight end five. You know, like he ended up being a good tight end, but not a league-winning tight end. So, right. Yep. There's just an age cliff that literally no one has been consistently good after the age of 32. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Does Sean Watson or the 1-4? Man. We're
1: so, Sean Watson or if you need a quarterback, Trey Lance. Watson, yeah. I just, I, I I don't know how you feel about Nick, but I feel like it's max, and maybe minimum. Maybe it's just it's going to be one year.
2: I mean, you want to think of like they're like, oh well, Ray Rice didn't come out. Ray Rice wasn't good anymore, right? Exactly.
1: This is a this a twenty six year old gonna be twenty six year old. Not even twenty six yet. Gonna be 26 year old quarterback who is one of the top five in the league right now. I was a massive Michael Vick fan. Yeah. And I'm a, they literally call me the dog whisperer around here. Like, (laughs) I love animals. So I'm a big dog person, but at the same time, I'm a big Michael Vick fan. And when all that happened, I was completely disgusted. It just, it broke my heart. But then to see the way that he changed and people can change. When he went to Philly post prison and all that, I was skeptical and what he did both on the field and off the field, more importantly, was a big deal to restoring not only his image, but to bringing confidence back to people. I remain a Michael Vick fan now because of how he changed, because like you said, mistakes don't define a person. It's how you adapt to those, how you learn from those and how you mature with those mistakes. So for me, Michael Vick is the perfect example of someone who did something atrocious And horrible and learned from that and came back and became a spokesperson for animal rights and and dog against dog fighting, etc.
0: Trade alert. How about this one? Who do you got? Corey Davis or OBJ? I made this deal. I won't tell you which side I got. This is in the pigs league. I made this trade with Scott Fish actually.
2: Scott Fish. Good friend.
1: Okay. I made this deal with
0: Scott Fish. This is a 14 team, two copy, super flex. Dynam premium Davis for OBJ.
1: One, one. I'm surprised he made that trade. I'm going to go Davis. I, I want OBJ. Yeah, I David. think the floor is the same and the ceiling is much higher with OBJ. Really?
2: I took the Davis sign. He turns 29 in November.
1: Okay. So, what am I expecting out of Corey Davis, though? A fifth year breakout guy. I know you like Corey Davis. But what am I expecting out of him from going forward? Is he Devontae Parker?
2: It's not like he's had like nothing his whole career.
1: He's been underwhelming after his rookie year, or after his second year meetup. Here's the thing, like for his career, 51 yards a game. And that's boosted obviously by last year's 70 yards. Odell Beckham has 83 yards a game. And prior to last year, his lowest was 65 yards a game. I think that Odell Beckham is just a better player. If I can get two years out of Odell Beckham at... 50 or 60 yards a game. I don't know that I'm getting that out of Corey Davis for the next one. Okay. So he had a thousand yards the previous two years before last year. He only played seven games last year, but he had a thousand yards. He's had a thousand yards five out of seven seasons. We really, that down on OBJ, whereas Corey Davis still hasn't done it, has he?
2: Well, so here's something interesting. Okay, so you're going to talk about those previous two years, 124, 133 targets. Corey Davis has never had 124 targets in a single season.
1: Targets are earned.
2: Are they? Absolutely. Well, one's Marcus Mariota, so you think those targets are equal to any other quarterback? And then now we just talked about how plentiful they are in New York, yeah. Right, we talked about a good situation. That is, there's no one else. There's no, there's no Christian McCaffrey getting 100 and some targets as a running no, back fair. there. There's no tight end that's there. The wide receiver two is Crowder, who's getting up
1: there as well. In reality, taking out a Justin Herbert type of season, that's not realistic. What is a realistic expectation for Zach Wilson in year one? Is 35, 3600 yards and 19, 20 touchdowns. Is that about right? Sure. Okay. He's Where does hit 4,000
0: yards in his first year. He's not hitting 4,000 yards.
1: Well, I can't say that. I can't say that because I said that about basically every quarterback because it's so uncommon for quarter, for rookie quarterbacks to hit 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns. That just doesn't happen. If you give him 3,700 yards and 20, 22 touchdowns, what's the market share for Corey Davis? Even if he gets a third of it. I mean, there's no way he's getting a third, but he, if he gets – A quarter of that. He's at 900 yards and seven touchdowns, six touchdowns. Joe Burrow was on pace for 4,000 plus. Oh, Joe Burrow Burrow was also attempting 46 passes a a game or something. Sure,
2: he was. But you think the Jets are going to be winning enough that they're going to throw
1: a lot? No, I don't don't know that they're going to throw that much anyway.
2: They're going to give it to Lamichael
1: P. Ryan for days? Tevin Coleman?
2: I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you guys don't
1: think they draft a running back?
2: Uh, They could. I'm just, hey, we know what we know right now. And you're saying you want oh, Odell yeah. Beckham, who's who's been injured, who to get those things had to get the targets, and you're saying Davis isn't going to get the targets, but there's opportunity now. But I think there's more competition in Cleveland and better running backs in Cleveland.
1: Is there real competition beyond Landry? Who's there? Kareem
2: Hunt, Nick Chubb.
1: Hooper. Well, Nick Chubb's not getting targets, so that's not really an issue, well, right? He'll
2: get 20, but there's a couple yeah, tight ends. Yeah, get, couple tight yeah. ends.
1: Austin Hooper, the well, highest
2: paid tight end last year.
1: Come on, we, yeah, who he was, got him? he was. So he was the highest paid tight end, but then how did they use him? I mean, he was basically neglected.
2: He was, which I think I think he got that's,
1: seventy that's, targets last year in thirteen games. I can use I mean, more. But I think that they what they did was they overpaid Austin Hooper. And Probably. as a Falcons fan, it was disappointing to see him go, but my gosh, don't give him ten, eleven million dollars right. a year, you know. That's yes. a mediocre tight end that they brought just, back
2: Hollywood Higgins
1: too. Come on, Rashad so, Higgins is not good.
2: I like him as a NFL third
1: wide receiver. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But as a third wide receiver, getting 80, 90 targets. But but
2: I'm just saying that's way more competition than Crowder plus if Mims busts out plus Chris Herndon, who's done nothing, plus Kevin Coleman.
1: At the same time last year, who was the competition in Tennessee for targets? It was A.J. Brown and nobody, right? And I'm going to put in quotes, still didn't earn targets.
0: Well, he held his own when when A.J. Brown was hurt. He kind of still didn't. I
1: I can't. I'm not arguing that because I had Corey Davis in several. I, I drafted Corey Davis. Uh, late in a couple startups last year i liked Corey cory davis at his value but at the same time you're not getting a guy who's going to get 130 targets it's just not going to happen i can't foresee any way that he gets 130 targets
2: so but here's the problem is that you're comparing tennessee's situation to the Jets' situation and it's different he has the same stat line as odell beckham did the previous two years if he played 16 games last year he played 14 he got 900 some yards
1: yeah but odell beckham also only played 12 one of those years he did you're right You so you average that out, and it's still 28 games.
0: Why don't we just say they're close? (laughs) I'm not not, not not
1: arguing they're not close. I'm not (laughs) arguing they're not close. I think you get the same floor and a much higher ceiling with no Beckham.
2: Like, what's Joe Burrow's upside? Like, you were talking about this, Justin. Like, he attempted so many passes last year, but here's the thing people are like, he had such a great year last year. He was slightly better than Tua. Yeah, just he had volume. Efficiency wise, it was short passes, he wasn't that efficient. He was just slightly better than Tua in most things, but most people view Joe Burrow great rookie year, Tua bust, and that's not that's the furthest thing from the truth. They are so close to each other.
1: I agree, and you know, people don't realize that uh, Tua went five and three in those games. That he not, I'm not counting the game that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick came back and bailed him out, but he went five and three in those. So uh, even even without that extra win that he technically got, even though that he didn't finish that game.
2: Well, and let's look at those situations real quick. You got T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Okay, maybe they get Chase. I I don't think they should. I think they're going to go with a tackle. But they might. Say they do. Okay. Yes. But let's look at Miami. People aren't thinking about that situation at all. Okay, they're, that's a really good football team. First yep. of all, they got Fuller now, and my guess is they're going to go wide receiver. Maybe wide receiver there.
1: Yeah, they I go think they go wide chase. receiver. Yep, I think they go Chase at six. Because Unless they, they go, trade out, but yeah,
2: I mean, I don't be, think he's going to last. They could take Waddle later too, right? They could or Smith?
1: And who's who's? I'm really high on Waddle, so hmm. I've got him over Devontae Smith by a long margin. So,
2: wow what, what did what did Devontae Smith say about your mom?
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I caught him in the bedroom and beat his ass because he's smaller. <laughs> Look, Waddle outperformed Smith on the field in the first five games of the season, four four games of the season, whatever. Got I'm hurtful. a Waddle fan. He was my second running back come out or running back wide
2: receiver right. come out of high school. I loved him out of high school. He's just such a he's so fluid. He's such a freak. But in terms of route running and get off the line of scrimmage, that's like Smith.
1: Yeah, but the only problem is, is that when you're 166 pounds, it's gonna be tough to get off the line unless you're playing in the slot. it, it worked in college. We're not playing against NFL co- cornerbacks in college. He,
2: he smoked whoever was there, and some of those guys are gonna get picked.
1: Some of those will, and yeah. they Maybe
0: none of them will be
2: around. <laughs> okay,
0: yeah, we'll see. It'll be fun.
2: <laughs> Another debate that we're going to have when I come back on <laughs> 2022. <laughs> Got you, Nick. Make write them all
0: down. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, so we are going to be for our second year in a row on the SFB podathon. Woohoo! Kicks off the Scott Fish Bowl, is always fun. You can get in if you really want to get in. Because there's so many podcasts that are giving away spots, and there's constantly giving away spots. I got in one year when Casey Kasem did a, a three-hour freestyle rap on YouTube, and <laughs> Scott went came into the chat and was like, "I'll give a spot away." Boom! I got in. And last year during the Podathon, Justin got
1: sure enough. Got the it was probably like two hours before, and Scott came into the chat and was like, or and said, "Hey, if anybody is not in, let me know." And I'll do a little drawing and bam, got in. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. It What's was
2: your,
0: a, a, Nick. Have you been involved in the Scott Fishbowl?
2: Yeah. I've been in, I think, each of the last four years. Um, and Scott's a good friend. That's the thing is, I've known Scott for six years now. Um, I've had lunch with Scott. Um, Nick's on I that I, auto
1: invite list. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I kind
2: of, I, I've, I mean, I knew Scott. Before he was full time in the industry too, like we right. would have chats. I remember, I I remember this. So Scott used to work for Pepsi. He would like deliver, um, and he loved the job because it, he liked to be physical, and then it gave him time to be with his his son and stuff. I remember we were on Boxer, and we would talk like, "Was like, man, he was like debating whether to take this job," or, and I remember talking to him about it. And then, and and, and since then, Scott has has is blown up in the industry. But he he's such a great guy. Uh, him sure. and Ryan too. I I met Ryan's whole family this summer too, but. Um, it's just cool to see what the Scott Fish Bowl has become because it, one, it's so much fun, but two, it's for such a great cause. It's not about ego. It's about helping and like donating money and like shirts. It's like this, there's so many things that people do for other things, but like, this is for a good cause. And it's so, so, right. so cool to see it blow up.
0: What's your best finish in the Scott Fish Bowl?
2: Oh, I'm terrible. I, <laughs> I, 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 uh, go running back early and I get guys that get hurt. the injuries (laughs) would get everybody yeah it's just like it's i think i had barkley this year or something well you know what
1: this year you can take a kicker and be guaranteed points every week all right that's true true. so i might change up
0: my strategy as you're not going right back early because i'm just sick of everybody getting hurt
1: but what's also going to be crazy
0: is the dynasty hot sauce listener league justin
1: well you know we only have one spot left one spot one spot for one of these listeners to get up in this league. Now, Nick, this is
0: a 14 team super flex heavy tight end premium. Do you like the tight end premium? Where's your sweet spot in terms of uh, the, like the perfect league for you? Well, terms, first off,
2: the sweet spot is 14 teams. That's the thing. People are missing out. I they go 12, uh, t- 10, I don't even consider 10. 12 is like, eh, it's all. 14 is good because you want to separate the good from the great. And when you start going 14 or 16, that's when you start getting guys that have to have better strategies. So I like that part. Yeah. Um, tight end premium, I'm okay with, as long as it's not like crazy. If it's like, if it's like 1.5 PPR, I think that's the sweet spot. I, if you're, if you're going two or like two and a half, I think it's too far. Yeah. If you go 1.25, like nobody cares, you know?
0: Yeah. Our plan is right now is to go 1.75. Can I give some tips? Yeah, let's hear it. One thing I did last
2: year, which was brand new for me, is I, I what I did is I created a, a a new report publication, whatever called Dynasty Startup, and it's everything that I do to get ready for a startup league or a draft. And here's my selling point: people want to buy it. Go for, go on my Twitter. It's it's my pin thing. You can find it. But um, here's a tip. Okay, one is your format matters so much, and so one one thing that I do is I go back and I look at um, who scored well last year? And I'll chart that out not just by like the people, but by position. So you'll see, hey, how many of these tight ends scored really high here or receivers? You could do that over a certain period of years, and that'll map out, hey, how what positions maybe I should go after with certain picks and certain rounds to get the framework and structure of my team to be most successful, I mean, year one and the first few years.
0: If you are interested in that. you go right to, at underscore Nick Whalen, 22 pages to make you the most prepared for all of your drafts. Championship package. Nice. Go to your page and...
2: I'm not making the graduates or the dev report this year. So if you can just buy the startup or you can just hit me up if you want. But like, Mm -hmm. I'll I'll even give you another tip. Okay. So this is something else that I just love to do. And I think this strategy behind dynasty startups, like people don't talk about this stuff enough. Like, like, what do you do? You know? Um, One thing I do is I map out each of my picks. So whatever pick it is, you can look at ADP, get about five general players that are going to be in that range and map out who, you, who you're going to pick in that range or a couple of guys. Mm-hmm. And then you form, then write out your whole team that you drafted. If you don't like your whole team, then go back and reformat position, player, how you want to do that, do that team. And if you find these picks where you're like, hey, I don't really like this sixth round pick. I don't like this range of guys. Find out where the drop-off is in talent that you'd like. You trade up, you trade out, Generally, what I like to do, I like to trade down out of the first, maybe out of the second, and then I trade up. I like to have a really deep team. I like to have about 12 to 14 guys in the first like nine rounds. That's generally what I like to do. But you guys, it's it's, it's your team. But that's how you can format ahead of time. Instead of just going to be like, oh, well, we'll see what guys pop up when I'm there. You want to be so prepared. And then when, when you do that. Now you know when those drop-offs are, then you mm-hmm. hey, I want to trade up this guy's falling because I know my next pick, like nobody's gonna be there that I like. Now you're not gonna be left, you know, empty-handed, you're gonna be getting the guys that you really want. So th- th- it's just a structure of being really prepared for all of your drafts.
1: Yeah, knowing where those tier drop-offs are is huge when you're trading back, especially because you might be trading back, you you might be in third right now and be picking up a sixth or seventh rounder. You want to know where you're at when you're going back to that point, whereas Trading up is a little bit easier as far as evaluating what you want because clearly it's on the board. When you move back and you acquire extra assets, you don't want to move so far back that you miss out on players that you think are valuable to your team. So it's key to know exactly how far you can move back without moving back too far and losing ridiculous value. Two drafts, startup and a rookie. That's what you want to do? Yeah, I already set it up. All the rookie picks are in. I want the more drafts, the merrier. The more, the merrier. That's how I feel (laughs) about it. Yeah, rookie picks will be in. And then uh, the draft, we'll do a rookie draft after. And you know, we should wait a little bit on the rookie draft. You
0: should throw throw 2022 rookie picks
1: in there, too. Whoa. Oh, Oh boy. Oh, boy. Larry trying to throw us. Damn, we're going, huh? So how do you you propose doing that, Larry? Drafting someone's, you're like, you're looking at someone's roster and you're like, man, they sucked that first six rounds. I want their 2022 first. I was in the startup league last year, so it was
2: Dynasty Nerds and Dynasty Trey Calculator, which I'm a part of both of those places. You
1: switched sides, didn't you?
2: I'm in both. I'm still with both of them.
1: But I mean, in the league, did you did you switch sides? Did they? Oh, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they. It was funny how they talked about it. Like I did it like a little trade. Yeah, I don't know which side I would. I I could I could identify with every, whichever one I want to. You know, depends okay, on the day. Yeah. But it was funny because in that league, what we did is, so you did your startup draft, and then for the first round, just the first round pick the next year, and we're gonna do it every year. There's a draft where you pick whose team you want their first. So it's exactly what you're talking about. Like, it's like trash talking, you know, like, <laughs> oh my God. you think my team's bad. And like, if you're like one of the last ones, you're like, yeah, that's right. My team's good. Yeah. It's, it's a fun.
1: It gets oh, some man. excitement in the league, for sure. All right, yeah, yeah. All right, man. I'm down with that. We have touched a lot of topics here. At underscore Nick Whalen, you were at
0: the Dynasty Trade Calculator. What what do you got going on? I know you got a lot of stuff going on, as always. A football coach as well. So how's your team doing? I know you, you post updates on your team. I think you were undefeated last time I checked.
2: Oh, sadly, we are now three and one. There's only five games this year. So our our last game is in two days. So we're recording this on a Wednesday. So two games, I, tonight, it's just sad. It's already hitting me with my seniors. Like we had our last defensive practice tonight, you know, and it's just a different bond when you're part of a team like that. So it's cool. So uh, it, it, it's going to be a good team on Friday. Uh, I, I, I hope we do well. The number one thing I always hope for with any football game is I hope that people are just injury free. You know what I mean? It's just a game. I thought you were um, going
1: to say, "I hope we kick their ass and they go home." <laughs> they go home soaking. See, them, see,
2: I'm speaking differently now. I'm, I'm, I'm just an assistant now. <laughs> when, I, when I was offensive coordinator, it's just different. I used to have a different little mindset yeah. when I was a coordinator, but I'm just an assistant now. But uh, it'd be a good game. So, so that's going on. I, I do film nerds with Dynasty nerds. So we break down prospects there. It's on YouTube. It's a stream. I do Dynasty Trade Calculator as a podcast. I'm doing. Right now, it's it's the season, man. I'm doing a bunch of, you know, guest pod appearances. But it, to me, it's right. just fun. I mean, you know, we're we're all just guys. We love this, you know, this sport. We love, you know, in, in my niches, film eval. So that's why, you know, people want to hear, I guess, anything that I see. But yeah, it's, it's just fun bonding with people and then chatting. And, you know, like I, and then, you know, we travel all over the place to meet people. So it's it's a lot of fun. But yeah, that's that's what I have going on. There's, there's no reports this year for me. A couple of reasons. One last year with COVID, I didn't get an ROI on that at all. And Mm -hmm. I can't I can't put another five, six hundred hours in something and not get much money back from it. And two, I I was coaching this spring and I wanted to enjoy it. Um, I think it's really important to go after passions and what you're what you like in life. I think that it kind of ignites, ignites your soul a little bit. So that's what I go after. So right now I'm, I'm trying to get back my fitness and we'll see. I'm running two days a week, Justin, on trails, on Hoka's. On metatarsal pads with creams, and I'm trying to yeah. get rid of my issue in my foot to nerve issue. Just getting in shape doing that. Who knows? Maybe I'll sell my condo with this market how it is who knows but yeah how about you guys what do you guys got going on
0: oh we're just we're gearing up we have a live draft show next thursday where we're going to have some guests you're invited as well if you like if you have nothing going on you want to pop in for a couple rounds we're just going to be watching the draft and and partying and having a lot of fun Uh, different people in and out we did it last year it was awesome right wasn't it a great time justin
1: it was from what i remember (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i guarantee i'll have run already that day so that i we're, can partake
0: we're picking on the picks we're picking on each other we're doing our analysis we got kitty Flowers going to stop by shane manila is going to stop by dynasty outhouse is going to stop by sports michael fanaro is going to stop by yeah. angry sports couple will be with us right. yeah, uh, so, most of the night hollywood titan so is to give course. us that idp analysis so yeah, man, it's gonna be fun. Anyway, all right. So we're mm. getting close to draft time. It's about to happen. Are you ready? Let's rock and roll! One, two, three, four. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. Larry Monkey and Justin Rogers talking Dynasty football, baby.